Here at the Bounce of the Ball, we'd like to acknowledge the Waramai people, the traditional custodians of the land in which we are recording this podcast. We pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging, and I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening. Okay, welcome back to Bounce of the Ball. It's episode 34 this week. Ooh, cracking through the episodes, brother. So, you know, like I said, episode 34, and we have some greats to go through this week in the jerseys. So, mm-hmm. you starting us off? I think it's my turn this week, isn't it? Yep. Right, yeah. So, I think I'm going to start off with the Greek freak, Mr. Giannis. And you know, I can never say his last name anyway, so you're going to have also to finish it Thank you very much, brother. Teamwork at its best. How does it make you feel when I can say the African last name and you can't? Sorry, I'm just going to go. It's it's Um, Greek, bro. It's it's Greek, Greek, actually, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm going to go with Jock Landau. Aussie. Over there playing with the Spurs. I don't even know him, mate. I'm not even going to trip. Don't even know him. Um... After that, I'm going to go completely left field. Since we are talking about greats, I'm going to go with Mr. Ennis Freedom Canter. <laughs> okay. Okay, fair enough. I don't enough. know why you're laughing, bro. Um, I'm going to go with Rick Carlisle. Ooh, taking it back, bro. And I'm going to go with Mr. Ray Jesus Shuttleworth Allen. The greatest three-point shooter I've ever seen. The greatest three-point shooter you've ever seen. Wow. Okay. There we go. I'm going to go with Hakeem the Dream Halajuwan. Oh, that's not fair, man. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Charles the Round Mound of Rebound Barkley. Ooh. Big old Charles. Okay. So I'm going to go with Paul the Truth Pierce. (laughs) What's with all these nicknames we've got this week? (laughs) <laughs> I've got no idea, but I can't believe you've got him on your list, bro. That's just absolutely disgusting. It's like you're just trying to drive that dagger in my heart, aren't you? Um, Did you, you call know, back? I called game! <laughs> <laughs> what a fuck with it. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Mr. Shaq. I don't know if you want to call him Superman or Big Diesel or Neil. Good way to finish this off. Okay, that's exactly right. Okay, so on this episode, we're going to have a look at finals talk, Warriors and the Celtics heading into game six tomorrow, actually. It's going to get a bit tight there. Uh, We're also going to have a look at some international Mm. football games being played over the last couple of days. Aussie's got through on a tight one there. And... We're also going to go over and have a look at the NRL and our NRL talk. And how can we not talk about what the doggies did on Monday night to the Eels? What a game of football that was. What a game. I enjoyed that way too much, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) Okay, so before we get on with it, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Podbean or any other podcasting platform, please give us a follow, um, subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you're listening to us and watching us on YouTube, please remember to like all our videos to subscribe to our channel. Okay, on with the show, bro. All right, so where to start? Game five, hey? 
Golden State took it out comprehensively. Um, I'm feeling real confident about my um, Golden State in seven pre- uh, prediction. Um, I'm hoping it comes true, man. Um, game five was a bit of a strange one when you think about it, really. Steph had an awful night, um, shooting-wise anyway. I think um, <laughs> it was a bit rough for him, wasn't it? Um, rough. From memory, Open I think- nine. Three, the first time in over 140 performances <laughs> in playoffs that he's shot that bad. But at the same time, oh, Tatum was shooting like trash as well. He was only shooting 31% from two-point range. And that's like most of his shots are being taken within two to three feet of the bucket. So he was driving, trying to like push for fouls instead of trying to, you know, score yeah. through contact. So they were kind of cancelling each other out in a sense. Well, now that you said that, just had a quick look, and Steph's shooting percentage was also 31% for the game. Um, he was yeah. 7 for 22, so it was a rough night all run for these boys. Um, that being said, though, Steph actually, from a stat perspective, actually had a pretty decent game. Like, he ended up with eight assists and a couple of steals. Um, for me, I think the unheralded players there in that game with Gary Payton and uh, Mr. Paul, they came up big. Um, scoring 14 or 15 points, uh, respectively, off the bench. And but they were actually really both efficient shooting as well. Um, yeah. I think uh, Peyton was 6 of 8. And I think he said, um, oh, no, I think it was Paul who was 6 of 8. And I think, no, 6 of 8 for Peyton. And I think he said the other day that Paul shot 50% from the field from memory. Um, and I guess from a starter's perspective, you had Clay and Wiggins who had massive games. Um and I guess as much as it hurts, we need to give a bit of a shout out to Draymond Green. Um, personally, I feel if Golden State are going to pull it off, Danny Green has to be Danny Green in the series. Um, and it's all just all the ugly stuff that Danny no Green. really appreciate. You mean Draymond? Yeah. Oh, Draymond Green, my bad. Draymond needs to yeah. be Draymond Green in the series. Um, he needs to rip down those boards. He needs to play D. He needs to just do all that ugly stuff with his team and get his passing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, He has been well, atrocious. His mum called him out the other day. <laughs> <laughs> when your mum calls get you out, man, you know, it's like, ooh, that's rough. But that's what Jamon is, man. Um, he's just that antagonist, that little, you know, I don't know. He's just that little irritant that you need on that team. And as I said, for them to be successful, he needs to be himself and be real and stand up. And in that last game, I think he did. He grabbed a – he didn't – he never blows your mind with his stats, but he does what he needs to do and does all the ugly stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I yeah. just think he played extremely well. Um, I was actually really impressed with Wiggins as well the other day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, he's played outstanding. Uh, people are going a bit too far, so <laughs> – then he may be threatening to uh, take the MVP off Steph at this point if the if Golden State win the series, which they're like you know in the box seat to do at the moment. But um, no, I don't think so. But his, his two way play in this series has been a lot of the difference throughout the games. Yeah, you know what? If he actually does take out the MVP, and if he actually or he even runs Steph close, like big up to him, man. From a guy, oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, for a guy. Remember when he was pretty much discarded in the league and everyone thought he was done and just a waste of a first round pick. And um yeah, yep. if if he can pull it off, like I'll have mad respect for the man. 
Oh, dude. Um, he got picked in the All-Star team earlier this year to much criticism. As a starter. I thought it was and on merit. I, I, I thought it actually was voted for him as a starter myself. I thought he deserved <laughs> the position. He's, his two-way play has been, you know, really good this year, really strong, and he's been putting up some 30-point games as well. So, you know, yeah. like, I, I think the man's, like, really coming to his own this year. Like, that system is perfect for him, but to flourish in. Do you think it's just a lack of pressure and expectation now? He's not Entirely. expected to be the man. Yeah, and he's completely capable of being so at times throughout through periods of the game when needed to be. So it's just, yeah, it's a bonus for the, the Golden State Warriors. Is he's yeah. So the talent level is there. Like naturally, he's a talented player. I just think he chokes yeah. under pressure and just can't handle being the man. So no, all up. We well, doesn't I, have I to hold that burden and pressure anymore. That's on Steph and Clay's shoulders, essentially. So that's exactly that's exactly it. and and Green. It's on those yeah. three. So to yeah, a less, he just has to, to a less extent. I think we're seeing the actual decline of Draymond Green in this series. Um he was always obviously always going to be the first one of the three to decline. Uh because you know yeah. the way he plays the game. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, just it's weird to actually see it kind of happening in front of us, in mm-hmm. front of our eyes. I don't know. See how he goes. See how he goes. So game six tomorrow, back at Boston. Must win for Boston. See how they go. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what. Adaku was actually pretty critical of um, Tatum. So I think Tatum's going to come out and have a really strong game. He's going to not be chasing the fouls so much. Uh, Steph. You can't expect him to stay cold forever. Um, you never know. You never know. What year was it where Steph went cold from the from three um, against the Cavs, wasn't it? In the finals where he just couldn't hit anything. Was that lasted a couple of games. I don't, remember, I don't remember the year, but I think it lasted a couple of games, really. Um, it happens. He's a shooter. Like Sometimes it just doesn't click. Um, he's just one of those guys who's a freak and his slumps don't seem to uh, last very long. Yeah. Okay, international football. Some big results over the last couple of days. Do you want to get us started, mate? Oh, yeah, just um, a few big results in Europe, really. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of the uh, Nations League, I think they call it, Um, instead of just having meaningless games and stuff what they've done in europe is that they've done like leagues for the international teams so there's promotion and relegation and so on and so forth in these leagues and um it makes it a bit more interesting really um you've heard me millions of times tell you that i've got no interest in international football but this has kind of um re-energized it a little bit for me and um, actually kind of enjoyed watching it. Like there's something that the teams are playing for, not just points and positions and stuff like that. It's interesting. Um, anyway, yeah. just to round it off, um, um, one of the big games that got played, um, Germany versus Italy. Um, that game finished 5-2 to Germany. Um, the Germans are just absolutely oozing class and um, they are a really strong team. And um, unfortunately for Italy, they are in a period of rebuild. Um, All their old um, soldiers and generals have finally uh, retired and uh, the new breed is trying to come in. And I guess this is where 
you see the difference between some teams that try blood younger players earlier and teams that rely on those old warlords and soldiers and stuff. Um, Italy will come good eventually, but yeah, they just got outplayed and just weren't at the races this time around. Um, Other than that, another couple of games that I just want to touch on. Um, Belgium won, Poland nil. Um, Poland probably have, for me, one of the best strikers in the world in Robert Lewandowski. And um, one way or another, um, they're an awful team um, across the board, except for him. But, um, yeah, the Belgians absolutely dominated the game. I think they had 63% possession and 700 passes as opposed to Poland's 300 passes. Um, oh, my God. But <laughs> it sounds like a battering, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to what you do with that ball. Um, yeah. They managed to get two shots on target from the million that they had. And um, all up, from a stats perspective and gameplay, yes, they dominated, but I actually feel as though Poland should have jagged a draw out of that. They had some really good chances as well and uh, fluffed their lines, unfortunately. That would have been uh, a travesty, but um, that's uh, football. If you're not... Um, if you don't take your chances, that's what happens. Um, the biggest result Talking for me... taking chances. England, suffer. Oof. The biggest home defeat since two, since 1928. 0-4 yeah, to Hungary. And Hungary yeah, has the... beaten England for the first time in 60 years to do that. Wow. Mate, that's a bit of that was... Right? It was smashing. I actually loved watching that game. Um the English were boisterous in the crowds, and it was a home game as well, by the way. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it was played in England. This one, so it was one of those games right, where the English really? fans were boisterous. No, um, I believe it was at the Molyneux, which is Wolverhampton. Um, okay. Don't quote me on that, but I think that that was it. Um, yeah, it was just one of those games where um, the English crowd, the England, have been a bit crap the last two, three international games. They've struggled. Um, and I don't know, it's just one of those things where the English crowd rock up expecting to, um, beat Hungary and wipe the floor with him. And they got schooled, absolutely schooled. Um, one of those games where they had the ball attacking. They just looked as though they had no idea as to what they were doing. It was actually quite hilarious, but, um, yeah, as you said, the first time Hungary have beaten England in almost 60 years, and it's historic, um, especially That's getting this. Crazy. Yeah, as I said, as you actually mentioned, it's their biggest home defeat since 1928, I think it was. So, yeah, there's um, heads might roll in England. Um, <laughs> other than that, the biggest results that we have to speak about, um, we actually managed to qualify for the World Cup beating the mighty Peru after a nil-all draw. And um, there was um, a little bit of shithousery going on there. Um, I'm not sure if you managed to catch it or not. No, please explain. Oh, okay. So Australia subbed off um, their goalkeeper um, coming into a penalty shootout. And I heard um, there was a master move by um, Arnold. That's all I heard. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's what it was. Um, And... Watching the game, you see the Australian um, keeper sub on and he walks into the goal and the Peru keeper had um, his cheat sheet of the penalty cheat sheet on his water bottle. So, um, yeah, oh, Aussie hero goes and picks it up and pegs it into the Please crowd. Please tell me he that 10 rows back. 
made, he launched it. He launched it. And um, lo and behold, the Peru keeper didn't uh, study and uh, keep his notes on hand. And um, yeah, that's what happens when you have cheat sheets. We uh, managed to beat him five foreign penalties. It was a um, massive result, mate. Massive result. You should show up to the exam um, more prepared, mate. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, bro. That's right. But um, yeah, as I said, massive results um, at the World Cup again. We're in a tough group, but um, we made it. And uh, to rub, uh, to make things even juicier, Peru were harping on in the press as to how much better they are than Australia, and it's going to be a piss, a cakewalk for them. And yeah, they expected just to steamroll us, and they didn't. Just remind us we're underdogs. We love that shit. <laughs> oh, that's exactly right, mate. That's exactly right. Yeah. No, it was a good game. Loved it. It was a good game. Good game. Stressful to watch, but it was a good game. There you go. Uh, pretty much wraps up our soccer action for the week. Good to see Socceroos qualifying for the World Cup. So there'll definitely be more of that to come um, as we're moving forward. And you, uh, you do Cup know that I'm going to... Could have been this been week. Just... Remember I shared that with you. <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> because guitar uh, have it and you know all corruption shit and shithousery and everything else we have to wait until November I believe isn't it for the World Cup to be played um, November or December um, yeah, as I said I Able. don't really follow international yeah. football but um, I hope you know I'm going to be calling you when Australia's playing and I'm going to be waking you up oh yeah we'll be yeah I get into the World Cup, mate. I get into the World Cup. Don't worry. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mate. Well, trust me. Okay. You'll be getting those 3 a.m. calls, brother. 3 a.m. calls. <laughs> okay, and we're back for NRL talk for the week. Um, yeah. Didn't really have too many surprises last week. Uh, we had the Cowboys knocking over George on Friday night. And we had... The Gold Coast um, and the Roosters going down to South and Melbourne, respectively. And Brisbane got up to Canberra. On Sunday, we had the Tigers letting everyone down again. Um, going down to Manly, we had Penrith making short work of Newcastle. And we also had Cronulla touching up the Warriors after that. Actually, not too bad of a start. And then we had the game of the round, in my opinion. Did you manage to catch it, mate? I most certainly did on Monday night. I'm sure we're talking about the same game. Oh, we are. We are. I um, Here at the Bounce of the Ball, we can safely inform you that we are not a fan of Mitch Moses and <laughs> the self-proclaimed King Gutho. We actually think they're wanking. Flogs, whatever term you want to refer to them as, okay? So watching them get absolutely touched up and playing like reserve graders on Monday night against the Lady Bulldogs, greatest experience of the round. It took all the pain of the Tigers game away for me, mate. You just sound very bitter, bro. Oh, it was great. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. There's like... Watching Parramatta lose is like nearly as good as watching the Tigers win. <laughs> oh, that's that's a massive call, Pat. It's just how I roll, man. It's just how I roll. <laughs> like I don't even care if Penrith lose; 
as long as we beat. I like if we beat them, that's cool. But like, I don't mind if Penrith win every other game. But Parramatta, they just yeah, they've got to lose. The fans, more, they just it? need to learn. They need to learn humility. Well, they have definitely lost the the moniker of the flat track bullies after what we witnessed on the weekend. We actually had Josh Adokar run in a hat trick, I believe. Um, it was just an absolute trouncing, mate. I thought it was just a double, but yeah, right on. I must have missed one. No, he scored three all up. He oh. scored five tries in two weeks now. He's really knocking on the door to get back in that origin team. They've like, you know, mm. they've lit a fire under him. They said, go to react. And now he's gone out and scored five tries in two, two rounds. So, yeah, they can't really what ignore what do, he's eh? doing at the moment. Yeah, there's nothing more he can do. He's done everything they've asked of him, basically. He's lit a fire under himself. He's motivated. He's scoring tries. Would you drop Tupo yeah, for I think him, he's a wrap. I think he's definitely going to be in the Origin team for sure. Would you drop Tupo for him? Um, considering that Xavier Coates isn't playing, yeah, I would. I'd go with the speed stuff over. Um, but, you know, you do have an attacking asset there because he does get off high, Tupo. But still, Josh Adokar is – you can't ignore what he's done in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but he plays he on the left edge as the team in the first place, in my opinion. He was like suffering of players shouldn't have to suffer to take better money to go to a lesser team. You know what I mean? When it comes to their representative, when when everyone knows what they're capable of doing when it comes to that level with the other players around them. But at the same time, I believe I'm picking on form, and his form hasn't well, up until the last two weeks hasn't been great. But that was more to do with the fact of who was. He wasn't getting the ball as much as he should have been, mate. You know what I mean? Like, he just... But we have but been speaking about it. He wasn't really going looking for it as much. There wasn't as much energy as what there used to be in his game. And, yeah, he's really but brought it then again, you know it just as well as I know. If you're not playing on a good team and you're getting flogged left, right and centre, it's hard it's to hard. pick it's yourself hard to get up. up. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But anyway, as you said, he's played it. extremely well. But... <clears throat> But yeah, as I said, my question is: Toa plays on the left-hand edge, as does um, Adokar, doesn't he? Yeah, it's going to be interesting how it plays out. You can't drop Toa; he's just too much of a weapon. And I suppose it's going to really be between him and Adokar when it comes to because they're the finishing side. You know what I mean? And then you've got to, um, mm. Tupo as your high flyer. So I understand the options you're going with. You want to, you know, diversify your attack. But I just think that he's done enough. But, you know, we'll have to see yeah. see what Freddie goes with when he picks the team. Anyway, on Sunday. Um, yeah, so they end up beating them 34 to 6, I believe. Um, and Matt Burton played the house down. Mitch, Pierce, Mitch Moses was absolutely atrocious. I can't even believe how bad he played. It was... Shocking. Not in the first five minutes. He passed the ball into um, Papili, uh, Papaliti's back. And then yep. from there on in, like, he, he overran the ball and he still passed the, the ball into the bloke. Everyone's looking at each other like, what's happening here with Mitch? And it just continued for the rest of the game. But he's weird like that. He has some really shocking games from time to time. And it's, it's not, you just can't put your finger on it, mate. You can't put your finger on it. Mm, I don't yeah. know, mate. Like... He should have stayed at the Tigers, eh? Nah, we're right. Don't need to flog <laughs> anyway. He carries on like he's freaking a well better every time he plays us. So. 
just good to see he's uh, going to get him get his comeuppance after all the like, you know, running around thinking he's God's gift when he plays us sometimes. Okay, so that brings us to end of the show for the week again. Um, thank you for listening. If you've made it all the way to the end, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Podbean, please give us a five star review and share us on the socials. If you're watching us on YouTube, remember to subscribe to our channel and to like all of our videos. Okay. I'll see you again next week, bro. All right. See you, brother. See you later, peeps.